Welcome to episode six of the Superman Confidential Podcast. I'm Tom, your host, and today I'll be talking about Reign of the Superman, the new animated movie from Warner Brothers, focusing on the Reign of the Superman story arc. This is a sequel to The Death of Superman that came out last year. So Reign of the Superman is out now on digital, and it will be out soon physically. So if you don't want to be spoiled, haven't seen that, I will be talking about that. I will not be doing a full review. I did a full review for the DC Drop podcast. There's a link in the show notes if you want to check that out. I High level, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good overall. Captured a lot of the spirit of the original comic. And for the most part, did a lot of really good things. Fits well with the death of Superman. I, If I had to pick, I would say I prefer the death of Superman. I think I did things a little bit better, a little bit executed better in at least what I want in a Superman story. But really strong, and they fit together really well, and I thought overall really good. So what I'm going to do is not a review. Like I said, I will be looking at the original comic arc, which is now 25 plus years old, and doing a little compare and contrast. So this is not to criticize either one. I enjoy both for what they are. I really love the original comic arc, The Death and Return of Superman, the whole saga there. And I do enjoy this new animated movie, but I thought it was just kind of be a fun exercise to look at the similarities, the differences, what they did the same, what they tweaked to fit in this new animated universe. And I will get into, you know, some things I prefer, uh, what I preferred in the original story arc, some things that they might've done a little bit better in the animated movie. And uh, I'll give my, some thoughts on that at the end, but I do kind of want to run down some of the, the differences and some of the similarities. I'm not going to go line by line, not go panel by panel, uh, because that would take a lot of time. And well, I would be interested in something like that, but I don't know how many people would be interested in something like that. So the reign of the Superman directed by Sam Liu, written by Jim Krieg and Tim Sheridan. Like I said, this fits within the new DC animated movie universe, which started with flashpoint paradox or justice league war, depending on how you look at it. And that Superman has been established for a little while. Uh, and we really got to know him better in the death of Superman and a little bit more in the rain. Some of these some of these story points carry over from the death of Superman or were established there. So I'm not going to get into everything that was established in the death of Superman, but I'm going to give high level thoughts on the rain arc in particular, where that fits in. So whenever you're adapting a story, things almost always have to change, especially if you're doing it to fit within an animated universe like this. So there's going to be quite a few changes, but high level, I think they did a really good job of capturing the spirit of that original comic. Like I said, there's a, a lot of a lot of things they get right. There's some things I would have liked a little bit differently, but for the most part, they did it right and condensed this story arc, which if you look at the death and return saga in the comics, it's somewhere between 40 and 50 issues, depending on whatever you want to count there. You know, do you count the news time special? Do you count that? That's a lot. Uh, even 40 issues, that's a lot to fit into boy, a several hour movie. Uh, and this is an 87 minute arc. The death of Superman was 81 minutes. So they're obviously going to have to cut a lot. And a lot of it makes, a lot of it is automatically going to be cut out. And some of the specifics I'll get into shortly. The replacement Superman, Superboy, Steel, Eradicator, and Cyborg Superman. Superman, they were for their, the very most part, they seemed like their comic book counterparts, at least in personality, in visual appearance. Superboy is looks a little bit younger, a little scrawnier than the comic book version. But other than that, there is a nice balance between what they looked like in the original comic and 
what they what this new universe with this superman looks like and copying off that style going off on that like i said some of the origins are different tweaked a little bit in some ways that make sense some ways that don't but personality wise i thought those were really well captured that's one of the things i liked best obviously in terms of other big high level stuff we don't see mongol in this mongol obviously had a big part in the story arc but has been removed here and again i think that's mostly something that makes sense i i do like mongol i want to see superman versus mongol mongol hasn't been established in this universe and that's some of the the point of where a lot of things change so dark side is in his place in a bit of a different role but it's you know it does make sense since we've seen this dark side before in justice league war haven't seen mongol in an animated movie where you have to establish several new characters it kind of makes sense just to to go with a character people are familiar with and use dark side instead of mongol so as much as i would have liked to seen mongol i understand not seeing that and looking at the the main stories if you if you look at the original story arcs there was the death of superman funeral for a friend or world without superman and the return of superman for the most part, what gets lost would be Funeral for a Friend. They did touch on that a little bit at the end of Death of Superman, which I really liked. That was less so here in the reign of the Superman. Uh, this this is definitely the part that gets the short shift, and it makes sense because what are you going to do with a funeral? Even though there's some good stories in there, it's not necessarily too cinematic to spend 30 minutes or so on on a funeral, on everyone's reaction, see how everyone in Metropolis reacts. I would have liked to have seen more of that, and I think it, it might have helped this film, but I realize you can't spend too much time on that, and some of that was done in The Death of Superman, so I guess I give it a little bit of a pass, even though there's several things I would have liked to have seen. So let's get into some specifics here in terms of remove story points from the original source material. Like I said, 40, 40 to 50 issues, <laughs> it's not going to make sense to include a ton of subplots and characters from comics that were going on at the time. So it, a lot of things are obviously removed. You know, they they dealt with subplots from years before that in comics, and that stuff not being established in this universe obviously wouldn't make sense. And and things like the bloodlines tie in that that would have no place in an animated movie. So I, I'm not disappointed in seeing that stuff taken out. A lot of supporting characters were also removed. Some of these maybe could have fit. Some of them wouldn't. But I think Bibbo gets a lot a decent amount to do and I was happy to see that and he kind of takes the place in terms of Superman supporting characters that people aren't familiar with who gets a little bit to do in this film uh some of the other ones that had big roles but you didn't get much to do or, or ha but didn't fit into the animated movie Guardian Gangbuster The Matrix Supergirl Lana Lang uh Professor Hamilton that is that's not going to fit in and so with him we're obviously missing lots of Funeral for a Friend where a lot more involved stuff goes on there with Cadmus, a lot with establishing what's going on in Metropolis at that time. A lot is a lot of that is taking up. And like I said, the biggest unused character would be Mongol from that original story. Um, Mongol was a big player, not the biggest, but a big player. And he's completely gone along with the biggest plot point being changed. The, the grand finale, the decimation of Coast City that just obliterates the entire entire coast city is removed not even mentioned nothing has nothing to do with this story uh i'm also not disappointed about that really because boy seven million people dying in coast city that's that's something to, tough to deal with in universe and i think that that's tough to come back from you know i think it, it played a big role in 
DC Comics and the time following up that. But that's such a huge thing that uh, that's almost a bit too much in terms of a big story. I do like that that shows terrible things can happen if Superman's not around. But that also is that's a that's a that's a lot. Uh, Superman's body does go missing, obviously, at the end of the death of Superman, but it goes missing twice in the comics uh once it is is taken by cadmus and then it returns and then it's it's gone again another thing missing is the mystery of if any of the real if the real superman is actually back if he's one of those replacements if if steel or superboy or eradicator or cyborg superman are the replacements that, that they don't really touch on that uh, it's never really believe that any of them are actually superman they do play around with that a little bit lois investigates and you know, she says to cyborg superman that he kind of looks like superman but i i don't think it's ever really believable that any of them are possible replacements and, and even in the comics superboy and steel are pretty much right away confirmed to not be the real superman and it's left for eradicator and cyborg superman to maybe be the replacement but again this this story is so big and so many people know it that I think most people know that none of them are the real Superman. Uh, so I don't, I didn't necessarily need to see that mystery. So that's not something I really missed from it. Um, maybe they could have done it, done more with that, but there's, there's not too much to it that, that would have fit here. They also, one of the, one of the biggest things from funeral for a friend is Jonathan, Jonathan Kent's heart attack. And that's a big deal because he meets Clark in the afterlife whatever is is going on there as Clark is going on with Kryptonian memorial uh really tough issue to explain but that's completely removed Jonathan Kent is fine throughout this um again something that could be tough to do in animation but I this is probably the thing I most would have liked to have seen uh, there's a lot of dark side stuff that is just for the universe and doesn't really mean much for this film I think if you took a few minutes of that dark side story out and put in a little bit of this Jonathan Kent stuff, have something going on there. That would have been cool to see uh, and give Clark slash Superman a little bit more emphasis throughout the middle of the film where he's kind of, kind of gets lost and forgotten there. One thing I thought that was done really well is some of the altered story points to where they were the same major plot point gets accomplished, but it's done in a different way in a way that is either a little bit more condensed or in a way that fits in the universe and I thought that was, for the most part, done really well. I liked a lot of the things they did. Uh, a lot of the changes I'm either neutral on or really liked. Uh, so some of the changes obviously carry over from the death of Superman. The Justice League is different than the Justice League. Yeah, that's not, in the comic, it's not Batman and Wonder Woman and Hal Jordan and Barry Allen and all of those guys. It is Fire and Ice and Booster Gold and Blue Beetle and Bloodwind and all of those characters. So it obviously makes sense to have the justice league that has been established so far. One cool thing, they, they even focused on cyborg Superman getting the president's trust in this. I, that's not something I necessarily expected to see. There is an entire issue dedicated to Ron troop getting a promotion and kind of taking Clark Kent's job, taking advantage of Clark Kent's absence. And he visited the white house and cyborg Superman showed up, saved the terrorist attack, saved the president and got the president's trust that's kind of a big plot point and in terms of getting everyone to believe that cyborg Superman is the real one. And within that Ron troop gets a promotion. So cyborg Superman gets the president's trust a different way, but they still established that. And I really like that that was that plot point was, was given some attention and Ron troop does appear 
very briefly with Perry White. So I kind of take that as off off screen somewhere. Ron Troop got a promotion for uh, taking over in, in Kent's place and maybe getting a good story. I guess that's uh, that's something that happened. That's obviously one of those things that you know they're not going to show Ron Troop getting a job in a movie. But if this was ever adapted into a TV series or anything like that, you could see that being a, a plot point for one episode or, or something like that in a, a longer form way. One other thing is the time jump. So Reign of the Superman starts six months after the death of Superman. The time jump, I don't think is ever really established in the comics. You know, comic book time, they don't really want to commit to a time unless they really have to, because it just makes sense and, and makes things easier in continuity. If you don't give concrete times, that way you can kind of move things around and and characters don't age as fast as real world and, and all that. But six months, I always got the impression that it was maybe two or three in the comics. Again, this isn't a big deal one way or the other. Uh, it just seemed like a longer jump in six months. Uh, I think it would be easier to buy two weeks or something if Clark Kent was missing and able to survive somewhere hidden in a bunker or whatever. But six months, that might be kind of tougher to explain in the, in the film. How long, how long is he actually gone for? How, what was he doing? Uh, along with that in the comics, Matrix Supergirl is the one who helps Clark Kent's identity return. That's a big plot point. Martian Manhunter helps here. Again, you've got a shapeshifter. One can be Clark Kent. One can be Superman. That helps to explain how Clark Kent is okay and missing and all of that. Uh, another altered point, Justice League is sent off world. Again, done differently than the comics, but they, they did do that. So I like that. Send the Justice League away. That way it has to be Superman at the end, Superman versus Cyborg Superman. That was that was done pretty well. The origin of some characters, like I said, were changed. The origin of Doomsday was touched on, and Darkseid had some hand in that. In the comics, Doomsday comes from Kryptonian background, uh, Kryptonian science experiment, basically, that's learned about in Superman Doomsday, Hunter Prey. Um, kind of not a necessary change, but I guess if you're painting Darkseid as such a big bad, then that makes him get a little bit more to do. Speaking of Darkseid, his manipulation of Hank Henshaw was what turned whatever, uh, turned Hank Henshaw into a villain. It seemed like he played a role in that and helped him being villainous and taking over the Superman role, and it was his idea. So that's a that's a big difference, whereas Hank Henshaw just kind of goes crazy slash robotic in the comics. I think this is something that I kind of like the change because it's tough to explain Hank Henshaw going from being a Superman fan to not saving one spaceship and then uh, he wants to destroy everything about him. And so I think Darkseid's manipulation helps with that, helps with that motivation. Um, but I am glad that in the end, Cyborg Superman is the villain and not Darkseid. I was a little worried Darkseid would invade at the end. That seems like something that's going to be saved for later. Uh, and that's the biggest, biggest change there from, from Darkseid to Mongol and Coast City, that stuff. The origin of Superboy, it looks like they went with the later, the retcon version of Superboy's origin, where he is a clone of Lex and Superman. Originally, the way it was explained in Reign of the Superman, or Return of Superman, however you want to look at it, the way it was originally explained was that he was not a clone, but created as close to Kryptonian DNA as possible by Cadmus, whereas here, right from the start, he becomes the clone of Lex and Superman. That's fine. That's not a big difference one or the one way or the other. And the origin of the Eradicator is very different as well. The Eradicator meets Superman years before the death and has a much different different storyline 
and here he kind of uh I, I don't think that it was explained terribly well but he's sort of he's helping to return kal-el to being superman he's giving him energy and all of that so he's a, a little bit more benevolent here he seems like a nicer guy nicer whatever you call him robot in terms of added plot points there's the main stuff is the in-universe stuff so we've got justice league watchtower that's where the final battle takes place that is an entirely new addition to the storyline from this from this new universe dark sides attempted invading whereas it's not mongol and cyborg superman working to create recreate war world on earth dark sides just trying to invade again and get back and that is something yeah, that's the biggest added plot point that really didn't um i didn't think fit very well i don't mind having dark side in there but or even trying to invade, but he got a, a little bit too much screen time that just felt like set up for a future future movie that could be really cool, but uh, didn't help much here. There's also the credit scene, obviously everything going on with Lex Luthor. That's something I haven't touched on, Lois Lane and Lex Luthor. Too much. Uh, Lois gets to be pretty awesome <laughs> in this movie. For the most part, she gets some really great stuff to do. I liked seeing her investigate and figuring out all these Superman. That was really good, and she does some of that. Um, we don't. We sort of miss the in-between stuff, and she jumps right back in. We know she's just been chilling for six months, I guess, not really been able to jump back out there. And then one talk from the Kents, uh, really good parents, I guess, one talk from the Kents, and she uh, gets ready to get back out there. And so she's great in this. Lex Luthor as a, a much different story arc. We don't need to get into Lex Luthor Jr. or anything like that. But this is kind of combining some new 52 ideas where Lex works with the Justice League and all of that. And I thought Lex had a pretty cool story in this movie. And they're obviously setting up some other stuff where he works with the Justice League down the line for apparently Darkseid's next invasion. They're going to take a fight to him, but not something that had anything to do with the original storyline. There's also the Cyber Corps that Cyborg Superman creates. This is... I thought this was a fine addition. I guess it gives some uh, the replacement Superman some things to do, some people to fight. So um, it also kind of doubles for, you could also look at it as a version of Lex Luthor's, uh, I forget what he calls them, but he, you know the Lex, the Lex core team of crime fighters that they have there. So you could kind of look at it as a mixture of that. But I thought that was a pretty cool addition for the most part. They didn't do a ton, but it does give everyone something to fight. Um, at the end, especially if you're going to get rid of that massive, massive coast city battle and all that destruction, it gives something more to do and something in Metropolis. So I wonder where things are going to go from here. If this sets up any future stories in this universe, I'd love to see more solo Superman movies in this universe. He's been pretty well established now. I really like Jerry O'Connell and Rebecca Romaine as Clark and Lois. I think they do a really good job and I would love to see their story continue, especially with what's been set up here. You know, I think it'd be a natural fit to do a Superman Doomsday Hunter Prey sequel and you can kind of look at it as a trilogy of of the Doomsday trilogy maybe. But there's lots of other things I would like to see as well if they don't touch on that. But there, there are some seeds that were laid if you want to uh, establish some things for the future. I think Superboy could maybe join the Teen Titans. They've established the the titans in this universe they've had a solo film so maybe next time they do one of those if they do superboy could join i'd like to see more steel anywhere uh so he's a cool character he's my favorite of the replacement superman so i'd like to see more of him don't know if we'll when or if that will fit in or anything uh you know in the comics the eradicator goes to join the outsiders i don't 
think we'll see anything like that anytime soon. Superboy still got solo series out of this, so I, I would like to see more of them. And that's another thing, John Henry Irons, I liked how they added way back in Justice League Throne of Atlantis. He did appear in that. They touched on that in The Death of Superman, but he was saved by Superman in that film, so it's cool to see him actually live up to that. That was something that was not done initially in the comics, so still just kind of John Henry Irons just kind of mentions that he was once saved by Superman. They do put that in the novelization, but we didn't actually see that. We didn't see John Henry Irons show up until Superman was dead. And so it was told, still told the backstory that he was saved once by Superman. And it's kind of cool when you have a shared universe like this and you can see that something actually happened. So, you know, if you rewatch Throne of Atlantis, you can see, hey, there is, there's John Henry Irons and he's getting expired, inspired by Superman. I think that's a really cool thing. So overall, a really enjoyable film. I, I Like I said, it does capture the major plot points for the most part. Lots of lots of changes. Some of them that I, I make sense. Most of them you can be justified. I do have some, maybe this is seen as nitpicks uh, in terms of what was, what was changed, what was missing. I thought overall in this film, and maybe this is something that will be addressed when these films are combined together, there's going to be extended footage later on this year. Uh, maybe this will be addressed, but I thought Superman kind of gets lost in the shuffle, which is, I, I get it. It's kind of a dumb thing to say because, hey, Superman's dead. What's what's he going to do? Um, but I think that's something that he's just missing for the vast majority of the middle of this film. They really just touch on Superman at the start, and then he's back later on. And it's, he just kind of doesn't get mentioned that much or brought up that much in between. And that's something I thought could have done better. The return of Superman, the whole storyline, what's so cool about it to me is... Yes, I like seeing the replacement Superman, Superman, all the different versions, all these different things, the mystery, all of that is cool, and it's a big action blockbuster fun type thing, but it also shows why Superman is important and why those replacement Supermen aren't able to just take his role and everything be the same and why it has to be Superman, why Superman is the only one, and that's something I think they could have done a little bit better. Uh, they do, They do a little bit with that but not nearly as much. I don't I don't think it definitively answers Superman why Superman has to be the one to save the day at the end. And I th I thought because of that it was missing a lot of cool moments mixed in between um you know I always remember Superboy wants to call himself Superman the whole the whole story arc, you know, as soon as he sees Superman in action, he's like, "Nope, nope, I'm not Superman. That guy is Superman. He is different. He's just different." Um and that's something I really thought was was lacking a little bit and they could have done better like i said i know superman is dead for most of the film but uh yeah i think you could touch on it and show why he's so important and you know along with that maybe they could have done something some of that emotional story arc from funeral for a friend maybe they could have mixed that in a little bit better if they showed in the middle of the film jonathan kent had had a heart attack and reaches out and tries talking to clark in the afterlife whatever's going on there i think you could do a lot of different cool things with that and I would have loved to have seen that and touch on that some more, fit that into the middle, but it happens. Uh, and also Superman's return on the whole is, is underwhelming to me. Uh, he just kind of wakes up and says, you know, there's fighting going on in the Fortress of Solitude. He wakes up and says, that's enough. And, and that's just kind of it. He's just, it's not a really triumphant return. It is cool. I did get goosebumps from it. So it's, I mean, it's cool that Superman's back. He's got a nice black suit and everything. But it's not like, yeah, 
Superman's back. It's not a fist pumping moment. And that's that's something that's missing on the whole. I think there's not a lot of triumphant bam. Yeah, Superman's back that the original arc did really well. Uh, they did get in the line over my dead body, which is cool. But that that return of Superman in the comics has done so well. There's just a big group. He hears there's something bad going on. And Superman says, this is going to stop over my dead body. Uh, it's just a, it's a ridiculous on the nose line, but I love it. And I'm glad they worked it in here, but I would have liked to have seen a cooler, cooler thing there. Uh, but it, it doesn't quite get the return right. Whereas Superman's just like, okay, I'm back. What's going on? Okay, let's go stop it. And everybody follow my lead. That's not what he says, but that's what happens. And again, they do a little bit of that, but it's not as triumphant. It's not as important. It's just kind of, it's a little underwhelming. And I would have liked to have seen more of that. And so as much as they get right with the replacement Superman, I am a little disappointed in what Superman gets to do in this film. Uh, I, again, I would have liked to have seen more of him mixed in throughout, even in the afterlife or whatever is going on there. And instead of just being like, oh yeah, Superman's back. But on the whole, the replacement Superman were good. Lois Lane is awesome. I enjoyed Lex. Superman was good, but I, I, again, I would have liked to have seen more. So a fun, fun movie. And I'm really curious to see what this looks like when it is added together, when the films are edited together and what, how much footage they will add. And you know, there's extended footage. Does that mean 30 seconds? I'm not expecting 10 minutes or anything like that, but three to five minutes maybe. And maybe that could fit in fill the gap. I think that's maybe some of that funeral stuff I think what I would like to see, but I think it could fill the gap in between the films where it's just bam, cut six months ahead. Maybe they could use some connective tissue in there. So it's not a hard cut, but yeah, I would, I mean, I definitely recommend this. I think it's a really good overall adaptation. Um, the death of Superman was done so well that I thought, you know, I'm okay not seeing an adaptation of that in animated form again. The rain was different enough that I wouldn't mind seeing one day a more literal direct translation of the source material or more, you know, try to capture that art style, try to capture the story more directly, involve Mongol, involve Coast City, see that, see a, a more direct translation. I'm not entirely opposed to that now that I have seen this, but for the most part, this satisfies what you wanted to see in the reign of the Superman. So it does a good job with that. But, you know, this is a great story. It's not the only great Superman story. And I wish we got to see more of those in, in live action and animation, more Superman stories with Superman. But this is a great story. And I, I realize why we, we keep going back to it because it is so cool to show why Superman's important. And it's just a great, great story. And something I do hope to see again in live action, in movie or TV or uh, in some form, again, a, a new interpretation of it down the line. Although, again, like I said, there's plenty of others I want to see as well. And uh, it's hardly the only great Superman story. So what did you all think of Reign of the Superman? Let me know. You can get in touch with the show at SupermanPod on Twitter. I am at Krypton Tom. Uh, so thanks for listening, and I'll be back soon.